If you're like many of us, the holiday season might have left you with a bit of extra debt, but the Sharp Mortgage Team is here to help. I recently discovered the incredible work they're doing to help folks consolidate their holiday debt through smart refinancing. They're turning financial stress into financial freedom. Managing debt can be overwhelming, but the Sharp Mortgage Team makes the process a breeze. Their experienced team understands the ins and outs of the mortgage world and is dedicated to finding solutions that work for you. Imagine having one manageable monthly payment instead of juggling multiple bills. The Sharp Mortgage Team can make that a reality. Plus, they're not just about numbers. They genuinely care about your financial well-being. So if you're ready to kick that holiday debt to the curb and start the new year on a financially strong note, reach out to the Sharp Mortgage Team today. Visit their website, sharpmortgageteam.com. That's sharp with an E at the end, sharpmortgageteam.com, or give them a call. Don't miss this chance to take control of your finances in 2024. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Hey, everyone. It's our real estate update here for 2024, our first one of 2024 with our guy, Blake Ginther. Blake is on the road today. Blake, where where are you coming from today? What what do you uh, what takes you out of the triad and on business today? I am down in Charlotte, getting learned all about the financials of real estate. It's super exciting, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I I'm sorry that we're going to deprive our listeners of just recapping everything that you've learned, segment by segment, agenda item by agenda item. That would be, I don't think our, it's too hot to handle. It would just attract too many, <laughs> it would attract yeah. too many listeners and it would break the podcast feed because too many people would download the episode. But people I come think, here right. because they appreciate your real estate expertise. And when we recorded at the beginning of December, we kind of made some projections about where things were heading when 2024 began. And what are you seeing now? That we're into January. It's it's it hasn't even been half the month yet. But are you seeing some signs of some of the things that you thought might happen when we turn the calendar over? Yeah, and if I'm being honest, man, I, I think it started the last week, seven ten days of December. Um, it's it did it started to pick up, and it does indeed look like it's going to be a uh, a warmer, although not temperature wise, spring of uh, earlier spring. And um, and I think most real estate agents in our local area have been busier. We see our activities on our show, on our listings. A lot of our listings are going under contract quicker than they had been um, in the fall. So, you know, you can take that several different ways. But ultimately, I mean, it's basically what we talked about <laughs> in early December. And, uh, you know, that started to change in, in November. But it really, when the Fed came out and, and said they were going to drop rates in, in the new year. And then ultimately the interest rates prior to Fed even dropping them went down from seven and a half to, to just under seven. Um, and now they're currently in the, in the mid sixes. So, you know, I, I, there's people guessing that they're going to be in the fives. I don't know if I, if I really believe that, but I think bottom line is locally, the needle moved as in it slowed our market when we got into the mid sevens. It really didn't move our, the needle much until we got well into the sevens. And now that we're back in the sixes, interest rates just aren't a reason why people aren't going to um, purchase right now. Then that's not to say that 
there might be people who are choosing to take themselves out of the equation because of their interest, their low interest rate, and they just don't have that big of a need. But if you're renting or, um, you know, if you're going to move, it's not going to make you uh, not purchase, right? A six and a half percent interest rate is not going to make you not purchase. A seven and a half was really hurting people in our market, 325,000, which happens to be the average price and below, right? That was really putting a financial pain on those buyers. Yeah. So the advice that you gave people in December was if you're ready or you're in a position to buy or or even sell, act now before things really heat up. And as you start to see some of the activity and things heating up already here in early January, I would yeah. imagine the advice is the same is look, it's the spring is always the hottest time in real estate traditionally in terms of the calendar year. So take advantage of these this next month or two, if you're in a position to do so, take advantage of this next month or two before the competition really ratchets up. Yeah. And, and I think normally it's a month or two. I'm going to say, honestly, it's probably a week or two. I feel like by the time that people hear this, it, you know, it it's I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It's it's it will probably continue to if you're a buyer, it will probably continue to to get worse, feel worse. Um, so uh, I, I would say that if you are a, a buyer, you definitely want to go ahead and um, move up your timeline, especially if you're under. 400 for under 500 um or if you're looking at new construction um above that those buyers definitely need to push their timeline to sooner if possible uh po post St. Patrick's Day we we usually locally see more listings come on that are uh, you know that are a little more right that are the uh you know specifically um bigger bigger home sales uh but 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 for the most part, if you're under 400 and you're more locally, you know, more centrist and more smaller home sales, they're really exploding right now. And it's January, you know, it's early. It's almost it's not even middle of uh, the month yet. Yeah. So I, I've I have two things I want to ask you about that are both New Year slash post holiday related. One is. Is it. Is it a thing for, for people or there to be a trend where after the holidays, people maybe get more of an itch to start looking at homes because maybe they hosted people at their house, friends, family, and they realize, okay, we're, we're, we don't really have enough space to do these types of things. Or they've accumulated more stuff. In our case, I have three small kids. You have two kids. You accumulate more toys, Right. And yes. now all of yep. a sudden, every holiday season, every year, you start to fill up that current home more and more. Do people get more of an itch in the new year about, ah, maybe I should look around and see what's out there? Yeah. I mean, I think that all of those factors that you mentioned are real, right? They're real. Um, and, I, and I think that, you know, I said it a lot during COVID, but I mean, I think boredom and and availability of life is a factor in January for for the local moves you know i i still feel that specifically in Winston we're going to see the, you know January it's funny the the corporation moves 
are typically middle or end of the year, right? They're either January or June typically. Um, uh, and so I, you know, that's, and for right now with the interest rates being where they are, we're seeing less local move ups. Right. And, and I think that that will still be the case this year, because again, if you have a 3% interest rate or better, you know, that's, you know, are you going to double your interest rate for, for the home? I mean, you have to have a serious need and we're seeing it. I mean, we're definitely seeing people with serious needs that are like, you know, once they see the math, they're like, oh, it's really not that big of a deal. Um, but for a lot of people mentally, they're just like, nah, we're good. Um, so to answer your point though, Adam, I think this time of year, it's in locally, it's mostly the, I think it's mostly the reloads, uh, and most like that, just the January time and then springtime with the hospitals, it brings a lot of new folks in and, um, but, but absolutely the local move up buyers, um, January's their life allows them to look. And I think you're right. I think that, that, that the holidays made them feel the, you know, this, the discomfort. Yeah. When you're off of work and you're at home and you're you're spending more time with your with your immediate family, maybe your extended family, and so yeah, you're just being in the home more and more, like you said, like we did during COVID. As you're in your home more often, maybe you start to notice the the warts or some of the the, the things that you wish you could you could do differently. It's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Brings me to, to my next question, which is, if people have New Year's resolutions, and maybe maybe this isn't necessarily a New Year's resolution, but but you get this, you get this increased motivation right to to accomplish things when you get to january you say oh i've been meaning mm-hmm. to to fix that or repair that or or get someone to come and look at this in, in our home um what are the things that if people are saying i want to i want to make some some improvements here at the home or i want to get some things taken care of that we've been neglecting during the fall and and the holidays what should be on the list of of areas around the home that people should pay attention to um, if, if they're feeling so motivated to, to do so this time of year. As far as like, like we're talking honey-do lists, we're yeah, talking yeah. Uh, in case they mm-hmm. want to, I, I think the most, um, I think the most common one, it, well, first of all, I've always said light fixtures, right? They make a big bang for your buck and you can do them easily over time. So, um, you know, if, uh, if there's an old nasty ceiling fan, now would be the time. 
right? If there's a dining room chandelier that you're like, why do we still have that? You know, 1970s fabulous. Now would be the time. Um, you know, those are the types of things that you know. I, I also think candidly, it's usually cleaning out. It's usually clo- closets. Um, it's also, and and I think that a lot of folks do this anyways. January is a good time. You just got some new clothes, maybe, and and you you're looking at half of your closet that you don't you haven't worn in years. Okay, now would be the time, right? Um, and I just said that to myself, by the way, because I'm definitely yeah. Sounds like I'm something you need to that. take care of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, I I think that that's certainly a big part of it. I will say that k- kitchen countertops and um and backsplashes are often held um to the last possible second. Uh, and they're highly recommended because every buyer, although they're easy for buyers to do, we're not in a concession. I think that's worth probably just a second to talk about. Concessions um, are absolutely possible. And people go, well, can I just, you know, give them an allowance for new carpet? And can I just give them an allowance for new countertops and new? And these are the part of the things that we do in our renovation program um, on our dime and they get reimbursed for. But a lot of folks are are certainly financially capable of doing it. It's just a matter of they don't want to or they have this concession mindset. Like, oh, I'll just concede that at closing. And you can, but I think if the objective is to, and, and this is not always the case, but if your objective is to get the best possible price for your home, then you probably want to make between five and it used to be closer to five, but now it's probably closer to $10,000 worth of cosmetic improvements that will bring typically 35 to to $50,000 of additional monies, depending on the price point in your, in, you know, of your home. So I think to your question, when do you do those improvements? Do you do them all at once? Uh, you know, just rip the bandaid off. Do you, do you start to, you know, get ready in case, you see rates get down into the you know upper fives or six rate, and you're like, okay, I can do this now. Um, and uh, but you never know what really what people what often happens is is a, a phenomenal job comes along, and you you can't can't pass it up, and now you're you need to move, and and it's just a lot of work all at once. So I think your question is is smart if people are listening to this to go, yeah. You know, I haven't cleaned out my closet in a while. Yeah, that light fixture is hideous and I hate it. And I might as well put a new one up that I can enjoy even if I am moving in a month or two or three or four. Same with the countertops and the backsplash. So many people hate their countertops and backsplash and and they know it's not that much and they know it's not that hard. It would be a day of inconvenience. Tops, right? And it totally changes your kitchen and they don't do it because I, it's no, normally not money. It's normally not the two or three thousand dollars that it costs to do. It's yeah. the inconvenience. It's just you know, it's the chore. Yeah, I don't want to be without my kitchen for a day or two, or you know, because we're not talking about a full kitchen renovation. You're talking about countertops and backsplash, and they won't even be without their kitchen for like they'll be without their kitchen for like a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, seriously. Um, so th- those are all good. Ad- uh, good pieces of advice. We, we've we've discussed that on previous episodes. Where what types of improvements will give you the best return when you go to sell your home? Because there are things that will, yep. and there are things that won't. Uh, I, I wanted to think of something I could ask you, and I think I found it um, about. We we just had an awful rainstorm 
here in, mm-hmm. in the triad. Bad flooding, power outages, uh, high winds. And, you know, I, I know, you know, you're not a home inspector and you're not a contractor. So I don't want to ask you necessarily anything about that. But I do want to ask you because for whatever reason, the, the topic of home generators came up in a number of conversations I had with people. We don't have uh, a fully installed generator. I just have one of those portable ones that you can pick up at the at the hardware store and use it when you need it, the, maybe the one or two times a year that your power might go out for an extended period of time. And yeah. I, I wonder if, if... I don't think people buy these for these reasons, but these big Generac generators that just kick on as soon as your, your power goes out... I mean, we're talking several thousand dollars to install. Does that have any kind of an impact on uh, something that a buyer might notice and say, I'd, I'd be willing to, to, to pay for, for a little bit more for, or, or it might impact the sales price because something like that might exist on the home. So I'm going to say something that I think if you're a listener and you're into solar panels or you're interested in, into like generators, like a Generac generator, um, which by the way, full disclosure, I'm interested in both. I don't have solar panels. Um, I, some of my friends do and, and they're awesome and they absolutely cut their savings. You know, I mean, they save a ton um, on their electric bills and, but you know, HOAs and the, they really need Southern exposure and yada, yada, yada. So, so but, but from a in pure investment perspective, I'm going to give you guys bad news. They're very hard to monetize right now from a resale perspective. And I do have a generator, a Generac generator. And I told my wife when we did it, it's a good thing we're going to be here for a long time uh, because we will not get our money back on this. You know, and you just don't. They're awesome. And when the power goes out and they kick on, you're like, whoop, whoop. You know, it just that being said, they're very I mean, they are expensive and and the, the buyers just. Buyers go, oh, cool, but they don't go. That's X amount of money that I'm going to make or I'm getting in, you know, in this. Unless you, they happen to have bought a generator, and then they go, oh, honey, look, this is amazing. We just saved, you know, nine thousand dollars, yada yada. Yeah, I, I was curious about that because I, I know why people install them, and it doesn't seem like adding to the resale value is on the list of Terrible reasons why you get one. <laughs> No, they are absolutely terrible investments, and you know that as a as somebody who who did it, I know I knew. I mean, they're like pools. Pools aren't good investments; they just aren't. You know, boats, pools, generators. I mean, I hate that I, I'm having to put solar panels in that for now. I do think that that will change at some point in the near future, but for right this moment, you will not get, you won't get it back. Yeah. It's almost though anything that lives outside the walls of your home. Probably not a good investment. In in terms of in terms of your resale value. Yeah, yeah. Well, the only thing I'll say to that is is smart landscaping, right? Smart landscaping, patios and decks um can absolutely gain some value there, but even like patio patio in particular the cost of a patio or the cost of a deck, it, you know, depending on, I, I don't even know if you'll get a hundred percent. You probably won't get a hundred percent of it back. Right mm-hmm. now, like three grand of really, really well done landscaping. I mean, curb appeal matters. So you probably will get that back, but much past that. Nope. 
Yeah. Uh, light fixtures, good investment. Generators, not so good investment. <laughs> not so much. If, but if I he, mean, look, your, your neighborhood, Sherwood Forest in particular, if you live in Sherwood in Winston and you we have a bad storm, high probability you're losing your power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the The amount of generators that exist in that area of our city uh, a lot larger than than other places and so yeah i mean i don't have we don't have one of those generacs but you better believe i've got i've got a portable one in the shed that i'll have to plug our refrigerator into maybe once a year yeah so yep. uh well good stuff blake well if 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 people don't take anything else away from this episode <laughs> uh take away some of the things that that will or will not be a good investment. It's just understand what you're getting and not getting when you when you purchase these things or or um for for your home. So uh Blake, yeah. appreciate the time, my man. Where can uh where can the folks find you to discuss any and all of their real estate needs here locally? Yeah, give us a shout at 336-283-8689, 283-8689. Find us on the interwebs at theginthergroup.com. All right, my man. Well, good luck on the rest of your uh, your furthering of your education today, and uh, maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll give some of the info and, and really goose up the audience next month. Oh yeah, they'll get fired up to hear about these financials for sure. <laughs> I'll bring them. I'll bring them back. All right, my man, be good. You too, man. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.